Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez. I'm joined by my good colleague, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Getting ready for another busy weekend, uh, pretty much. So that's why we're doing this on, on Wednesday, by the way, because mm-hmm. apparently there's only one flight a day from Phoenix to Memphis. You like those direct flights, right? No, no layovers? It- I mean, I would prefer to not get stranded at some random place in the middle with the way that things are going. If you guys haven't checked out the PHNX Coyotes, uh, <laughs> how, how, can I, how can I put it? Uh, so they were delayed Indiana? getting into Denver. Can I, can I say then they had They had an emergency landing because the air pressurization failed That's in always Minneapolis, mm-hmm. where they just kind of got dumped and left to their own devices. And then had multiple delays on the like replacement flight today, mm-hmm. and now they're finally there apparently. So um, that was amusing to follow along with that drama. That Thankfully, fun for well, us, I... fun for Craig and Leia and everybody else involved in that. So uh, if you haven't, make sure to check it out on their accounts because <laughs> it got pretty crazy. But uh, I'm happy they're safe uh, and and can get a safe flight as well and timely flight return back because that was not fun to see. But you know, uh, anyway, uh, Owen, uh, we have a great show for everybody today. Uh, thank you mo- so much for joining us on a Wednesday. Like you're saying, we typically uh, show up on Thursdays, but today we're doing it on a Wednesday. We have a, gr- a great show for you. We're going to be talking about, of course, the game on Saturday, previewing a little bit of the game against Memphis 901. We're going to give you some predictions. And also we're going to be pre- previewing some of the action that's happening this weekend and talk about the games that are currently happening right now in USL. All right, Owen, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Rising is coming off the 2-2 two to two tie last Saturday against Orange County. Uh, Last-minute goal by Richmond Antwi that was able to secure the one point, a valuable point for Rising. And from there, they're going to move on to facing one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference of the USL Championship in Memphis 901. Uh, they're currently 11-4-2, 35 points, uh, goal difference of plus 16, and again, they're second in the Eastern Conference. So tell me about Memphis. They've only been around the league for a few years now, and this is the best they've looked their entire tenure. So uh, tell me a little bit about Memphis and how, how you're feeling about them. Sure. So they are second in the Eastern Conference at the moment, which... A little bit concerning when you look at the form that Rising's been on, the fact that not only are Memphis in second, but the next game for Rising is Louisville, uh, who are currently first in the Eastern Conference, also an away game. So Mm -hmm. really things are looking like they're on the up. Uh, So the question there, Tim Howard in goal still? No, Tim Howard isn't in goal. Uh, We'll get on to some of the players later, but let's talk a little bit about their system first. They're a 4-2-3-1. They use a lot of that wing play. Um, They look to kind of pack themselves back a little bit. They drop into a block when they're defending. Uh, in terms of going the other way, then you do see sometimes those quick counters. They'll look to utilize pace out wide mm-hmm. when they're launching those counter attacks. And that's not necessarily the best thing to see when you're rising because what's one of the things that we frequently see? Rising struggle with pace down the wings because mm-hmm. The nature of their system, they sometimes overcommit. Those fullbacks will overcommit, especially if Rising are struggling to play through a block. They're going to overcommit, and then you're going to see gaps opening up. And that's definitely a concern. They're not a side that possesses the ball a huge amount. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they're 48% possession, so they're not a team that you're going to expect to totally dictate the tempo. Uh, those counterattacks are generally the more lethal part of it. And something else that you'll see is that they, their conversion rate is a lot better than Rising's, okay? Rising are down at 13% conversion rate. Memphis are a lot higher up that table. They joined third in the league at 19%. So that's something that's just, you know, a wasteful Rising, not so wasteful Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, uh, their defense as well really impressed me. Only uh, 16 goals allowed this season, basically 0.9 goals allowed per game. Uh, good enough for fifth in the league. So that that block they're talking about works really well. Uh, and alongside with that, they also have six clean sheets. So the way that you're describing Memphis and the and the way you know the the stats are looking, this sounds like a really bad match matchup for Phoenix on Saturday. Well, right now, the way that Rising are playing, anything's a bad matchup for Phoenix on Saturday. Mm. But yes, it's something that I think when you you really want opportunities here to to be able to really take the game to teams to try and get back on track, especially since Rising are now scoring a little bit more uh, than they were previously. They had that little bit of a struggle where the goals just didn't seem to be coming. Now they do seem to be coming. It's just that they're conceding a lot as well. And you kind of want to be able to to make the most of the fact that they're starting to click a little bit more on the attack than they were previously. But these games aren't really going to be games that you're going to see Rising probably get the best out of, as you mentioned there. Yeah. Memphis are conceding less than a goal a game at the moment. So it's yeah. it's a concern. Now, if we want to move on to players in particular, before we really get into some of the people to watch, mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the people, someone that we won't watch at least. And that's Lucas Turkey for a start. He's suspended for one match. He was sent off last weekend against Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Rowdies, two cautionable offenses. Not too huge a miss for them as a midfielder. He's only made eight appearances this year, and his first start only came a little bit under a month ago. So yeah. while he has been pretty consistently in the starting lineup since then, not necessarily the biggest one. They were winning a lot of games before he came in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, another big name that actually there's a lot. There's a couple of rising connections. If you want to talk about the players now, Owen, uh, of course we have David Egbo uh, that was uh, mentioned here in the comments. Eight matches and one goal uh, so far in the season. Uh, he did play for Rising last season, and you know you were covering the team back then. So what what do you have to say about D- David Egbo and and how dangerous he can be uh, for Memphis this time around? I think that the problem that David had last year is the fact that while he started the season off well, kind of built up expectation, Rufat Dadashov's departure came at a time where the team was starting to slow down. And David Egbo kind of bore the brunt of that. He really struggled because he wasn't necessarily getting as much you know, the service that he deserved. He himself was going through a little bit of a rough patch. And the problem was it didn't appear that it was a viable alternative to him in the squad until the arrival of Darren Maddox. But because Rising were doing quite badly over that period of time, people started to turn on David a little bit there. And it it was annoying. You could tell that his confidence was hitting rock bottom, right? And unfortunately, it was matched by the fact there wasn't as much confidence in him from other people. Um, yeah, it, It's almost a shame because he's a young player. That was his first professional season. And when you have a player like that and you can tell their confidence is starting to drop, you really want to replace them. Now, John Baccaro later in the season had the start. Well, he started a couple of games, I believe, up top. And so it's a bit of a question mark as to why John Baccaro couldn't have been utilized in that kind of a role when Egbo was clearly struggling and could have just done Mm -hmm. with, you know, 
taking a bit of a breather, not feeling like the weight of everything was on his shoulders and just being able to step back for a second and try and, you know, regain some composure. But that wasn't what happened. In the end, Egbo did get one more goal that season late on and then left his his loan coming to an end. Mm -hmm. He's now over at Memphis and he's been a big reserve guy really for them uh just off the bench he's not made a start um i don't believe this season he hasn't played for more than around about 30 minutes in a game so it's dripping dripping minutes throughout all of that time but he did pick up the one goal as you mentioned uh, in a 5-0 win against la galaxy 2 back in may and he's not the only rising connection on there uh i know you've you mentioned there's someone who's doing a lot better in that Memphis squad this season, and yeah. that's Jeremy Kelly. Now, mm-hmm. for those of you who remember Jeremy Kelly, he was briefly on loan with Rising at the start of last season, mostly playing out of a defensive midfield kind of position when he was with Rising. That's mm-hmm. really nothing like what Memphis have got him doing right now. He's playing on the wing for Memphis. And that's that's the thing that I found curious as well, because uh, there was an interview I was uh, reading uh, when researching him that even he was surprised. I'm like, well, when he was uh, in Colorado, he, he was being used as the left back, if I'm correct. And then he was moved up the field and really high up this year as well. So and it kind of it may be his true position because he's, you know, obviously got uh, got the USL player of the month for May. Uh, six assists this campaign, four goals along with that. So, you know, maybe he found his true calling. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to be the guy who says yet again about players and not being played in their typical positions <laughs> when they come yeah. to Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe maybe we should talk about that. Um, we've spoken about it enough with the fullbacks, right? And yeah. Jeremy Kelly, is he another guy here? It was just a square peg round hole, and it was trying to make him fill this role in the defensive midfield. But look, he, he didn't, you know, it wasn't perfect, but... Maybe he could have done a job there, but clearly he's much better when he's on the wing. He's Mm -hmm. really doing a lot for them uh, out there. As you mentioned, four goals, six assists, 17 appearances this year. So he's averaging a goal or assist more than every other game. Yeah. So I I personally am, and he's a worry. He is quite involved in their their attack when they look out that way and the way that he plays with the fullbacks coming up and pushing up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he's someone who really you got to watch out for and could get could get a goal um, in this game. Worth noting, of course, though, we didn't mention why he was recalled by Colorado Rapids last year. It wasn't like he just kind of dropped off the radar totally. He only made five appearances for Rising, picking up yeah. one assist last year. So yeah, he was. Only yeah, he's having a much better year. And that and that begs the question, Owen, just given how his his form is this year and and how he's playing. Once Colorado declined his option to pick him up for another year, why did Rising come calling? Do you know if there's a, there was any interest in bringing him back? I don't have any information on that one, unfortunately. But look, all I have to say is if, if he was attempted to play in defensive midfield again, I fear that he, he would not be the player that he is being this season, which is mm-hmm. clearly proving that he can do a very good job at this level. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and that doesn't stop uh, that that doesn't stop our conversation about the the rest of the players because we also have to talk about Philip uh, Goodrum nine goals uh, just the, uh, an insane run up top right now for Memphis mm-hmm. one of the leaders in goal scoring so that's definitely going to be a big issue one of the things that I noticed uh, with him is that he wins a lot of aerial duels when I was looking at his stats so that's mm-hmm. something to take note as well mm-hmm. and 
you know, the way <laughs> and we could talk about the entire and rise. You like know this. what? I'll 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 hop on that a little bit more here, actually. So this guy, mm-hmm. Philip Goodrum, 25-year-old Tennessee native. As you said, he leads the team in nine goals, three of those goals, so that's a third of his goals are headers. Yep. Okay, so yes, he's got a very good right foot, but you've got to pay attention to him in the air as well because he will make you pay. Not only that, he is a guy who you look at someone who's uh, good in the air, you expect it to be a Claudio Repetto, big guy, big guy, Mm -hmm. you know? He's not, he's 5'10, he's not six foot three Claudio Repetto. Yeah, that's what I was like. This guy must be like 6'5 or something, but no, 5'10. No, no, three of his nine goals have come in the air. Mm -hmm. Look, Rising saw the danger last week of not paying enough attention to a prolific goal scorer, letting him have space and letting him punish you. They've got to make sure they don't do that again, because otherwise I fear that it will end up worse this time than it did last week. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Definitely keep an eye on those players. And also, you know, I do want to talk about the coach. He did also receive uh, uh, he was named the United Soccer League coach of the month for May as well. So, uh, you know, all all looking good over there in Memphis, you know, a little bit uh, of a difference from what's going on over here in Phoenix. So shout out to them. You know, it's only their uh, one of the their initial years in USL, and they're they're doing some good stuff here. So I do want to give them a shout out. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, people, I was gonna say, yeah, go for it. Just, uh, just out on here. So uh, out of defense, or the two guys who play the most passes on this team, so you should probably keep an eye on them. You got Nal Logue, he's at center back, plays a lot of forward balls out of the back. Passing accuracy isn't necessarily as high as it could be, but plays a lot of balls, especially for a centre-back, because you expect them to play a lot more out wide. No, he plays a lot of forward balls. And then look to Aaron Malloy in the midfield. He's going to really dictate the tempo. He leads the team in passing, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got an 86% passing accuracy. He also leads that team in chances created. And he's got four goals and four assists as well. So pretty dangerous. A lot of of weapons. (laughs) And don't forget the goalkeeper as well, Trey Mews. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Trey Muse, mostly because his dad tries to fight people on Twitter. Um, so Trey Muse was with San Diego Loyal. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a laughter here. Look, he he genuinely does. If you haven't go check out Dave Muse and his various interactions with people. I mean, you can see it in the chat here. People are making fun of it now. Um, Dave <laughs> Muse does enjoy uh, telling. I believe he told a loyal fan once that he'd uh, meet them in the parking lot after a game. So. Um, Maybe for a quick chat. Good you times, don't know. Good times. Mm-hmm. Also had some fun words to say about Rick last year and the coaching abilities, mediocrity. Anyway, um, but yeah, he he was with San Diego last year. Didn't end up finishing the season. He was injured. This year he's back in action. He's on loan from Loudon. His save success rate is actually his lowest of his career in USL. Uh, it's mm-hmm. down to 65.2% based on the, the numbers that I could gather out of the league website. But it's still higher than what is currently Ben Lunt's save success rate, which is 63.3%. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a, a well-rounded squad. I'll, I'll put it that way with Memphis. And uh, it's – I don't want to say it, but I don't want to jinx it at all. But, like, its it, I feel like this is going to be a really tough matchup, not only because of the players but the system and just the way that Memphis has been playing. You know, maybe their last five games if – They've uh, lost some of their steam, but just the way that they're playing throughout the season, that's it's just super dangerous and speaks to why they're in second place in the Eastern Conference right now. All right, uh, Owen, uh, another quick question for you and, and for everybody in the chat, if you guys would be nice enough to, to respond as well. Would you be happy coming out of Memphis with one point with the draw against that team? <sighs> 
I know, you I know, know what? I, I'm I'm gonna say this. There was a time when I would have been, but this is just getting to a point now whereby whether you like it or not, if if you come out with dropping points left, right, and center in these next two games, mm-hmm. it is entirely plausible that you can be three games back from the playoff line at the end of this road trip. Mm-hmm. And that's just we're at a point right now whereby even in games where you'd say, look, you you know. Rising should expect that this is a tough match, especially on the road. Yeah, you can't say, "Oh, I'll take a point," mm-hmm. because right now, you know, <laughs> a point is two points dropped potentially in the hunt for the playoffs, and especially in these games where you're playing against teams from other conferences. Because you have to remember, not everyone has the same tough games against the teams from the other conference. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different when you're playing a team at home. Oh, sorry, in your home conference in, in the West, because everyone's playing them twice home. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. twice, once home, once away. But with these Eastern Conference games, if you've got a tougher schedule, then tough. Yeah. That's that's what you've got. And yeah. so I from a playing perspective, do I think that a point would be a bad result for an individual result on the night? No. Mm-hmm. But do I think it will be a bad result in the context of rising season whereby they have to, at this point, gather as many points as possible because they are falling behind? Yeah. yeah. And because they are, as Pat is pointing out here, losing to teams that rising cannot afford to lose to, then what would have mm. been a game where you'd accept a point is no longer a game where you can accept a point. It's a game where you need three points. Yeah, and it wouldn't really be, yeah, like how you're saying it, in the context of how the season's going, it's not really getting a point, it's losing two points, because these are these points are really needed to climb up the chat. Um, yeah, even, look how animated it gets, even the spam bots show up, it's like, no, we gotta win these games. Even the spam bots, <laughs> the minute we start talking about, is it good enough, the minute the people start coming out with the fact that Tucson are also bad in here, and, and they are actually quite bad this year, they're currently bottom of, of the League One table there, will no. they take Rick, oh well, it's his old team down there, look, again, I feel like, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. What one point just to me at this point, we've passed the point where drop points are acceptable until rising steady the ship more. And right now, mm-hmm. they're just not there. They're just not there. For sure. And let's read a couple of the comments here. Uh Bonnie, I would be happy with the point, but not seeing it happening. Uh Peyton, happy with it. Yes, it's a change in direction with the long road trip to a good team, but that's absolutely does not take the fire out from underneath Ashanta's seat. So yeah, I can and the reason I'm asking that is because if if you if you were to ask me, hey, we're gonna come out with two points against Memphis and Louisville, right? If you present to me that scenario, I'm like, okay, that's that's okay. You know, it's not great, it's not what we want, obviously. But if you tell me that, that they go against two of the toughest teams in the league given how they're playing right now and they get those points, I'd be okay with it. That's that's why I asked that question and I wanted to see what everybody else had to say because it's it, it hasn't been looking good and you know hopefully they're able to get a result. Imagine if they get a, a victory at one of those places, right? Uh, uh, in, in Memphis um, or uh, at Louisville. I think that could be the start of something. You know, I'm not crossing the team off yet. I feel like that could maybe light something under their bellies and it could just lead to, to bigger things. So what, what do you think about that? Well, here's what I'll say. Four points. Four points out of six, mm-hmm. I will accept is a good one. And they, Damon coming in as well, pretty much the exact thing. That's what I just said. I'll take four points out of six. So if you yeah. draw that first game, go and win the second one. Yeah. No excuses. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're tough games. Really tough games. But Rising can't afford to not get four points out of six right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, moving on, Owen. I know uh, you know this week's a little wonky because of uh, the the press conference moving on to uh, move to Thursday, so we don't have a, a lot of updates. But what what are you feeling with the lineup? Are you feeling like we're gonna get to see a little bit more of Antwi? Uh, are there are we done with the clerical errors? Like, what's gonna happen with the with the lineup this uh, this Yo, weekend? I'll say it again. So if it catches anyone by surprise in tomorrow's press conference, it's your loss here. But I, that's my first question. Have you actually <laughs> registered Luis for this game? Uh, have they remembered this time? Have they? You know, it's 24. It's more than 24 hours. You can still do it. So, yeah, it's it's 48, I believe 48. So they do have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, they've got to do it tomorrow. But I, I just I, I don't know. Um, I feel as though. Bearing in mind that what Rick said, and I'm not sure whether he'll stick by this again or not, because it feels like every week we get a slightly different response out of him. And it's partly because I feel like at the moment we're still in that phase of just chucking everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And and right now nothing is really sticking. So I feel as though everything is still kind of up for grabs. They may well come out in the exact same kind of system we saw last week because, again, that's what Rick said. He was going to stop, as he put it, protecting the players by changing the system and instead was going to effectively demand that they perform the system well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I am intrigued to see how that one goes, especially against Memphis, who, as we've said, are a team that are very good at catching you on the counter out wide on those wings. So... I, I don't know. I really don't know what we're going to see. Hopefully, Luis in, in the match day 18, at least. I'd, I'd hope yeah. so, because we For all sure. know what kind of quality he can bring and what kind of leadership he can bring. So yeah. I would hope that he's making the trip to Memphis. We'll, I mean, personally, I may find that out tomorrow. Um, Let us know. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. Um, Peyton here with the good uh, comment here. They might need the reminder. So you know, if you reminder, just all well, they say is it's a morning press conference. I'll just give the little little nudge. There you go. There you go. McVie, do you think Rick watches these? Um, good question. I don't think so. Right? I know a couple. I don't of know. Players. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he just catches us on Twitter. Um, and you can also catch us on Twitter's at PHNX underscore underscore rising. Owen will get you all the updates from tomorrow's press conference, let you know what's going on. We um, just flipped around on yeah, the screen. Our producer's like, he's flipping out too. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if you guys want to follow us, make sure to do so at, again at PHNX underscore underscore rising for all the updates. Uh, wait, why is Owen on the left? <laughs> why is Owen on the right? <laughs> What you did. I'm just getting confused. We'll stop talking about direction. The the right on my side, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, But yeah, make sure to follow us there if you haven't yet. Um, We're almost to 650. And again, I'll be giving out one of these uh, scarves Mm -hmm. if you guys can get us to uh, 650. I think we're at 623, something like that. But uh, Bonnie asked a good question. Again, I will ask what's the word on Arturo Rodriguez? We're still recovering. Uh, They're just being slow with him. I believe the latest we'd heard is that they're still kind of at a point whereby they can just about get him out of the boot um you know hoping to but it's still a few weeks off got it got it for sure yeah if you have any other questions let us know in the chat and uh we can get you some updates tomorrow all right y'all let's have a, a quick break and talk about our friends at ogs if you guys are looking uh to get some ogs you guys can go to their website which is ogsbrands.com uh ogs just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor pina colada 
Um, and it's a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. So if you guys haven't tried it, make sure to go to ogsbrands.com. Maybe if you're watching us on a computer, open a new tab. You know, you can still hear us and go to ogsbrands.com and order it right away. That was that way you guys can enjoy it. Um, and also you guys can check them out on Instagram at at OG's Brands um, as well, if you guys want to check them out there. Um, you can also find their products at your local dispensary. And again, with OG's, you must be 21 years or older to port to purchase. So make sure to check them out. Uh, and besides the pina colada, they got a bunch of other flavors, which is really cool. So uh, definitely check them out. OG's Brands. All right, Owen, let's, uh, let's take a quick look around the USL. Week 18 kicking off right now um we did talk about a couple of games yesterday so we have actually pittsburgh uh just finished over there um in pittsburgh they beat in the 11 1-0 and i predicted that mm-hmm. one i was telling you they're gonna win should put mm-hmm. some money on the drafting, mm-hmm. so Birmingham legion currently going to stoppage time our uh free two up over atlanta united two and mm. in stoppage time already uh detroit won all with hartford What's going on so, with Hartford? Because I feel like sometimes they play really well or good enough to kind of get a tie, but then sometimes they just get their butts handed to them. It's like it's like a weird, you know, mix of of a team like that they could play up to the competition. Yeah. Sometimes they play down to them. So I don't know what's going on there. I believe they currently lost their coach, didn't they? Because of personal reasons. So uh, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a mess. Um, things that still need some some work there but hey it's and i mean detroit <laughs> there's some comments in here in the chat about uh you know detroit and the performances they've put in or their club um as a whole they're a very thin squad so especially if you get injuries in there that that could cause them some problems down the stretch right now it looks like it's catching up to them right yeah it'll catch up to them i mean a lot of things are always going to catch up to them no detroit it, it's Mm-hmm. As a club, they should be happy about where they are in the league table this year because it's not a bad season at all. So I mean, we, we we definitely can't comment on that yeah. one because we're looking at a team that is sitting in eleventh. Yeah. Uh, they're currently in fourth in the Eastern Conference, and yeah, that's that's a good season. It actually gets you a home playoff game in the the first mm-hmm. round. You host the team in fifth if you finish in fourth. So yeah. Yeah, it it could be a lot worse, a lot worse for them. The question now, of course, is when the injuries start to rack up, do they have the depth to keep their run going? Mm -hmm. We're just going to have to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The other game that just started, New Mexico hosting RGV Toros. We'll see how that one plays out. Um, You know, want to keep an eye out on that New Mexico result because they are ahead of rising. So it might have some implications for them. Uh, further down the line. So, uh, moving on to Saturday, Owen. Uh, any other games this weekend that kind of catch your eyes? I'm I'm looking at this El Paso, Colorado game, but uh, is there any other ones that are catching your eye? Let's have a look here. What do we have? I think Pittsburgh against Miami FC is an interesting game in terms of two teams that kind of came into the season with a good amount of expectation and haven't quite lived up to it. Started mm-hmm. off all right, not quite progressed in that way both of them are in the playoffs at the moment but the lower reaches of the playoffs if they want to show that they really mean business this year look to them to try and get a result on saturday because that game in pittsburgh realistically pittsburgh should be winning it they Mm -hmm. should be winning that game if they want to carve out some serious credentials for themselves besides that in the 11 hosting detroit city we've mentioned detroit here already but and we mentioned indy as well both teams playing today uh but 
those teams, teams that meet a lot and met a lot in preseason in past years, actually not too, too far apart. Um, and when you look at it from the perspective, again, of Detroit, who are trying to show that they can you know, keep themselves in the mix for the top half of the playoffs, you've got Indy who are looking to crack the playoffs. Again, the home team there, a team that have got to realistically get a result in a game like this. The away team looking to carve out their credentials there. Uh, anyone else? Let's have a look. Well, I just noticed this, that New Mexico will play RGV again this weekend. So two back-to-back home games against RGV. I, I don't know if you see true? the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the exact same thing, and that is confusing. I know they had to rearrange one of their games against RGV. Is yeah, New this... Mexico catching all these breaks. Look at them. Uh, it's it's amazing how you can always rearrange. Oh no, it is. Yeah, the header of their website literally has New Mexico against RGV. Get tickets for both. Like, they are playing them back to back at home. Oh my, that's goodness. weird. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Then besides that, El Paso, Colorado Springs, yes. Big game, especially for Colorado Springs, who have been struggling a little bit as of late. Yeah, they got to get a result. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other one there, it's the uh, Northern California Derby, Sacramento, Oakland. Yeah, that one should be fun as well. And, you know, I, I think those are the ones to kind of keep an eye out. They're not super hot, uh, far uh, far ahead from, uh, from rising. So, you know, it's always good to just keep an eye on those games as well and see how they're doing as well. Uh, Orange County against Monterey Bay, uh, you know, the bottom of the Western Conference, uh, <laughs> as far as those are concerned. We shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh I'm about that one. Because that. Orange, County are, like... Orange County are four points behind Rising. If they win in Monterey Bay and Rising lose to Memphis, Rising will be one point ahead of 12th place in the conference, knowing yeah. that Orange County will also be... Uh, Yes, they will be playing at home to Miami FC before Rising take the field again. So that could mean mm-hmm. that by the time Rising take the field in Louisville, they could be down to second from last. That is true. That is true. That's another game to keep a look, uh, an eye out. Uh, Fire Strand's account, uh, <laughs> keeping up with the theme. Uh, do you both think Rick will be fired with Luz and Memphis and Luz City? I don't think Rick is getting fired this season at all. <laughs> Honestly, but see that to me is ambition at that point. Like, do you have none? Are you too busy playing around with this? Like, what are you gonna do? You're too busy out trying to bring people in for MLS stuff, and you're gonna bring them in. And great, their first impression can be the fans chanting they want the head coach and the general manager to be fired. Like, yeah. look, it, it's. I don't know if he'll be fired if they lose Memphis and lose City. I do know that, quite frankly, you know we're the the way that the team is going at the moment is very negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel as though the I, you can call me Nostradamus if you want, but it was an incredibly easy thing to notice, which was that a few games ago, it was obvious that rising fans, if things didn't turn around, that negative energy was going to enter the stadium. And it has. It yeah. entered the stadium. We heard it after the end of the last game. And if you think you can put that back in the bottle, I think that you're delusional. That doesn't go back in the bottle. It's very, very hard to put that back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just kind of, you know, tick through the rest of the season and just think, oh, it's okay. You get a couple of points here, a couple of points there, scrape into the playoffs. That'll be okay. No, a lot of the damage is done. Mm-hmm. A lot of the damage is done at this point. Ramon, you have no emotion according to the chat here, but um, that's... <laughs> Look, I, I just I, I'm worried right now because 
again, the, the damage is done, okay? Mm -hmm. a, a good chunk of fans really... When it gets to the point where you're chanting for them to go at a game, it's very hard to win those people back, and it really takes something impressive to do so. And I, I feel as though if ownership aren't going to, you know, just come out and support them with your chest. If you want that, do it. Don't stay silent. Don't go hiding away and thinking you can talk to individual fans. Go out and say it with your chest, okay? Yeah. Tell people that you back him. Give him that vote of confidence because well, if you... don't really like to make statements either, so I don't know. Uh... Yeah, but this is fine, right? What are you just going to do? Stay silent the whole time? Because all it's doing is breeding resentment, and I'm seeing that resentment start to turn against the ownership as well in this. Mm -hmm. We see it in our chat. We see it in social media, okay? That's just reality. That's where the fans are right now, and if yeah. they want to stay away from social media or stay away from it like that and, and just kind of bury their heads in the sand and not see what is going on right now. I, I I don't know. But at the same time, what does it take to, and this isn't saying that he has to be fired for what's happened so far. I know a lot of people do feel that way, um, mm. but what will it take for him to be fired? Cause that's, this might feel harsh, but we've got to talk about it, right? There was a very serious incident a few years ago that happened, and that wasn't enough to fire him. There was it's a very bad string of results right now, and there's no indication that there's any real belief from the board that anything... I, I just don't understand, right? Is yeah. is this just some job for life for him? Like, let's be real here. It's no, and There's and... got to be an element of pressure, and it doesn't feel as though anyone is acknowledging that. Anyone yeah. from the club is willing to acknowledge that fact. Okay, look, mm -hmm. I, I he should be you know fighting for his job right now, and we should see the that kind of passion and that kind of desire week in week out. And I feel that we're not just because there's a a level of complacency, mm -hmm. and now that complacency set in. How do you get past that? I I I don't know because people will then come out and say the players aren't good enough. You got to blame the players as well. Who who assembles the roster? Who picks the team? Who schedules training? You know, all of that ultimately comes back to Rick. It's yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, I understand your point of view, but the way that he was embracing the owners that were on the field there on Saturday, it doesn't look like the ownership group is a, is too worried about what's going on. At least from what I saw on the field. This is again just my mm. opinion. Now, mm. if you want to talk about if you get if you get rid of uh Rick Schantz, uh John Morrissey did actually, you know, uh write something about who could be a possibly uh, possible replacement for him on his website usltactics.com if you guys want to check it out. And I'll give you the two names that he that he put down Owen. Uh he said that he would be comfortable with Ian Russell. Um, Ian Russell is a name that I've thrown out in the past. And yes, Ian Russell, he was head coach at Reno 1868, had yep. a very good uh, kind of setup there with a team that was a kind of somewhat hybrid reserve team. Speaking of Reno 1868, shout out to uh, Max Simpson, our uh, ads guy who used to work for Reno. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and at the moment, Ian is, I believe he's an assistant coach at Toronto, correct? Yep, exactly. Yeah, but he's he's a name that I've definitely heard fans throw out as someone that they'd accept. You know, there's there's an element of expectation of you bringing someone from a USL background that they're a successful USL background, and I think that he would fit that bill. Mm -hmm. Have you got another name that he said to throw? Yeah, just before we move on from uh, Ian, he says uh, Russell's Reno sides were highly successful, second in the West in 2019, first in 2020, and highly possessive. Uh, with 53% in 19 and 57% in 2020. 
Um, so, you know, it kind of gives you an idea of how he would be playing as well. Um, the other one that he has is a former assistant, Blair Gavin, um, who uh, I believe is in Columbus, Columbus crew right now. Uh, so he suggested he him as well. And he was uh, an assistant for, under Shantz, uh from 2018 to 2020. So some of the most successful uh, seasons, you know, he was here uh, for rising. So what do you think yep. about uh, that? I, I know that he'd be a popular get. I'm not sure if it's a realistic move, uh, yeah. but. I do know that he'd be a popular guy, a former player, mm-hmm. a former uh, assistant uh, coach here, and a local as well, right? He's mm-hmm. from he's from That's the up. valley. Uh, yep. He he retired relatively early in in his in his career because you know he decided that coaching was the path he wanted to go to. He mm-hmm. is a very much an up and coming young coach, and seeing him as the head coach would be exciting. Obviously, not the circumstances you'd ideally like to see it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, I don't think there's anyone here who would say that the idea of having a local young coach leading this team wouldn't be wouldn't be exciting. Um, yep. I I just I, I I feel as though there are elements at play in that one that would make it less likely to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, don't he's know. crew. You know, he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's in the MLS already. So it's you know, if you're looking at it, you know, from one perspective, it's like, do you really want to go back, you know, to USL? Not that USL is not a great league or anything like that, but it's just like, if you're in his position with his age, you kind of want to stick around in Columbus and see what's going on there. So, um, yeah, but, you know, two options there. And again, uh, thank you to John Morrissey for this write-up. And again, you guys can check him out at usltactics.com. Worth noting, worth noting, sorry, just on that point uh, of possible managerial candidates don't necessarily expect that it's something that you can easily put forward or that you, you know, are going to capture someone from USL and the USL ecosystem here. Frank Yallop didn't really, you know, he, he was an MLS coach when he first made the drop down to Arizona United. Patrice Carteron came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Who on earth was going to link Patrice Carteron to that job before it happened? Uh, and then you've got the, you know, Rick Chance's, as a guy who, when Patrice left, would you have immediately pointed at Rick Chance necessarily? I mean, he he did it because he came in as the interim. And yes, the ownership gave him the uh, the kind of green light to say, look, it's yours till the end of the season, prove why you want the job. But is he someone who initially you would have put in your top few shortlist? Mm-hmm. If you're looking from the outside, possibly not. So again, there's often a times when, when you get into these discussions about coaches, talk of, who is it going to be then? And the idea that you have that all worked out, but sometimes you just don't have to have that all worked out because options do present themselves. People are, are willing to move. Sometimes people are willing to move overseas for, for job opportunities and different ways of advancing, or even just to move to a different country and experience yeah. a different kind of football, different kind of lifestyle. It happens. So just look, there, there's a lot of, there's a big, big pool of people who in theory you could draw someone from, so don't limit yourselves just to guys in the USL. Yeah, no, and I think there'd be a, a, a big amount of people that would maybe step forward and say, "Hey, position's open. I've seen what this team can do. I'd let, you know, let me give it a shot." So uh, you never know. You never know what can happen with that. All right, Owen. Let's take a quick break and talk about our uh, our other friends at DraftKings. Um, there's a big game. Uh, speaking of MLS, you know, I know we maybe don't want to talk about it too much here, but uh, there's a big El Trafico game. Don't give me that look. Uh, there's a big talking about MLS for no. It's a fun league, you know. They're bringing in like people like Bale and fun stuff league. like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me get through my ad read. Uh, but yeah, El Trafico. No, no, no. no. <laughs> On Friday, it's uh, LAFC will be hosting LA Galaxy. 
you guys look at that, I got the DraftKings at, uh, odds for you right now. So if you guys want to uh, make some money, you guys can actually bet on LA Galaxy and LAFC on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, LAFC is negative 130 right now on the odds. Uh, a draw is plus 290. And uh, a W for LA Galaxy is plus 295. So if you guys want to make some money, I feel like it's going to end up a, as a draw. Uh, but you know, you never know what can happen in these crazy El Trafico games. So if you guys haven't yet, uh, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, today, you guys can use promo code PHNX, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000, a whole stack. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Oh, man. Well, that's a I big no-risk bet. That's a big one. Yeah, that's well, That is a big one. Up to a thousand, you get that money back as well. So, um, yeah, Owen, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on this week. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Anything else we want to talk about? Hmm. You tell me. You tell me. Maybe there is a lot of crazy stuff going on this week. <laughs> um, I don't know. See, yeah, now you put me on the spot. I'm not sure what to point to. Yeah, I thought this was uh, going to be pretty bad because I gave you free reign to talk about what you wanted yeah. to talk about. So, Should we uh, talk about how the Evil Empire's Reserve League is implementing some very strange rules that have been tweeted no, at and put out there? No, legally I cannot. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that kind of wraps it up for me. Again, this is a short week and we don't really have a lot of updates from the press conference Uh to give us more more material but uh but yeah oh and you're gonna be ho- heading over to graceland uh i assume right you know, uh that. we'll be in memphis so uh yeah it's I'm going to that. be humid apparently which oh. i don't know how to deal with something that is going to be humid but also very hot as well so uh let's have a look let's look at that forecast so i got it up Friday, right now which is my first day there it's going to hit up to 102, but again, it's it's just more humid there. It's saying so, that on Saturday there's a chance of uh, thunderstorm, forty percent, yeah, and then the humidity is going to be fifty three percent. That is terrible. Don't, don't, bad. don't. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. It's going to be like upper nineties, lower hundreds, and it's going to be over fifty percent humidity, <laughs> and I am going to be drowning, and it's going to be. <laughs> awful so uh <laughs> when you see me on saturday and i look like i am absolutely dripping it's probably because i am you gotta um, listen to damon here look at him he says we might have to ditch the dress shirts you're gonna be <laughs> uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know what actually we got some random questions in here should we take these quickly yeah let's do it right so will wales make it out of its group i don't know let's go on that first game that first game is going to be the big one um in terms of uh, Wales against the US. I think that's going to decide who out of those two teams will qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I th- feel like the of m- most likely one is really England. Think England's going to be that easy though. Like it's going, they're going to have a good time like against these two teams. I think. I don't know. I feel like they'll finish in the top two. Now it's a World yeah. Cup, and England also bottle it a lot of the time. So it's highly possible they don't. But I yeah. feel like the safe bet is saying that it's going to be the u.s or wales and then in, uh, and england alongside them but ultimately That's hey if it's the u.s and wales or so. ultimately anyone in wales i don't personally care yeah. so i'll take it but um other questions <laughs> here we got some random ones in here what well, predicted lineup for saturday oh we had to really specifically pin down the lineup just give us the the starting three the front three front three oh i don't think Antwi starts because he's not fit enough no, um Although who knows? Who knows? Who knows at the moment? <laughs> um, I, I'd go with 
Santi Hurst. I have a bad feeling, um, or maybe a good feeling, that John is going to start. Would, would you call me crazy if that happens? Like, I have, like, this feeling that Rick, Rick is going to start him on, on Saturday. Does my stare into the camera give my feelings away? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, sure, maybe. Um, give him 60 score minutes. Prediction, See what score prediction. Score prediction for Saturday. There's one. Score prediction for Saturday. Uh, 3-1 go Memphis. I'm going 3-1 Memphis. What? 1-0 one, yeah. one rising. It's going to be a, a, a grimy... Game. You're doing those OGs, are you, Ramon? You're doing the OGs. No, I'm a believer. We okay. can, there's still time to turn the season around. 1-0. And there was one question I had. I noticed this miles ago back in the chat, and I forgot to mention it, but from Trey in here. What are the chances of rising in the MLS at any point, especially with this season? Well, especially with this season, to me, doesn't mean anything because MLS doesn't care how successful you are. They care about the size of your checkbook. But... I don't know. I feel as though there is uh, just a, a lot to to think about in terms of realistically the current owners probably can't take this team into MLS. They would need to find a way of selling. They need to find someone to to pick up the slack on that. And someone You're telling me much Diplo bigger is not checkbook. able to get this team to the MLS? You're telling me I'm Diplo. telling you who, sorry? Diplo. Yeah. Diplo. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, Come on. I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think this team needs something like Indy. Like if they, or yeah. what's going to happen in Tempe, where they're going to build this kind of, you know, stadium or whatever they're going to do there and build like a shopping area around there. I feel like the team. To have well, a, we're gonna, have we a, might see a move coming very soon. That's what I'm saying. Like if they want to, <laughs> seriously, you know, for, for MLS and anytime in the future, that's how it has to be. They need to sell these people on this like huge, mm-hmm. like commercial real estate thing with apartments and shops and, and hey, there's an arena right there as well. So you know, if they can do that, I and play and pay the franchise fee. I think that's that's the way to do it. So, I see that Pat Moses has rendered his verdict on Laminjaune uh, with skying the ball from six yards out does rate highly with Rick. I feel like that's burning two people right there. <laughs> see, Bonnie agrees with me. Okay, Ramon, if any rising wins, I will buy you a beer. Thank you, Bonnie. I appreciate yeah. it. There's a lot of other people here saying 2-0 Memphis, 3-1 Memphis, draw one all. That, to me, is a positive, uh, very I'm positive. I'm going to producer a screenshot of all these. I'm going to throw them back in your face when, when we do this. You're going to throw them back in my face? Yeah, I'm going to call out people. Like, you didn't believe in rising. They got the victory. Look at you. And then Bonnie will get me the beer. So I'll show, I'll show you all. You know. So what you're telling me is I've got to go now and just cut this bit up so that when <laughs> Rising lose on Saturday, I can play it back to you. It actually makes you look bad because you're not a believer. Because you know I'm not well, a we'll believer see. at this point. <laughs> what have they given us to believe so far this last couple I've of months? I've been like, listening to what you've been saying the past few months. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I've just been saying, what on earth is this for about <laughs> two months now? Okay. Oh, man. Uh, look at that. Look uh, at Fire, uh, Fire Chance. 3-0 Memphis and an Egg Bowl goal in front of Oh, Egg Bowl and Jeremy Kelly to score. That's what I was really it's a afraid. Shame. We can't get goal scorer odds on. Uh, yeah. So DraftKings, unfortunately, does not offer goal scorer odds on uh, on the app for USL games. If they did, I feel like putting money on a uh, both Egbo and Kelly to score would be a. Uh, I really thought it was going to happen against the Orange County game where uh, where Gutierrez was going to score and just yeah. run by the by the coaching uh, uh, area there. So yeah. Um, anyway, Owen, to wrap it up, Scott here. is Scott is 
positive. Oh. Sorry, there. Two one rising. This guy appreciate you. Um, before we uh, wrap it up here, Owen, uh, I do want to tell you guys about Four Peaks and our PHNX Coyotes crew. They're going to be having a, a live draft day party at the 8th uh, Street Pub location, Four Peaks, uh, tomorrow. If you guys want to join them, uh, it's going to be starting at 4 p.m. And again, you guys, you know, if you guys can make it, make it. Because again, the, the, the trouble that these uh, PHNX Coyote crew that they went to to get to Montreal to do the, this uh, this coverage for you guys, it's it's outstanding. I, I applaud them for all the, the stuff that they have to put up through. So uh, if you guys can join them tomorrow, again, live draft day party at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. And again, it's starting at 4 p.m. And just a little heads up, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy Four Peaks and make sure to enjoy it responsibly. Imagine if rumor has it, Rumor has it that if you aren't able to attend that Four Peaks mm -hmm. because actually going to be stuck in sky harbor airport that actually that evening you may find a, a certain someone from this podcast in the uh, airport four peaks so mm, there you go so we need a live report on that and then yeah, uh, that's on... it's the curse of the 7 p.m flight so you've got to prepare yourself for them you know those are the worst you know it's not quite enough in the in the morning or not quite late enough so yeah that's like in between all right owen well i hope you have a great flight tomorrow you hopefully don't uh, run into the issues that the phna coyotes crew ran into yesterday i had that a couple of weeks ago let's not repeat oh, it i had the diversion oh, i had the cancellation yeah not oh. not good here uh but yeah we will be back on saturday night um after the uh the rising versus memphis game with our live post game show hopefully with not a somber saturday a happy saturday you know a a great Saturday um, after the game, so make sure to maybe follow. maybe I'll do it live from one of the uh, one of the clubs on Beale Street if they. Yeah, you gotta go to Beale Street. I was just gonna say that. I I really yeah, thought about. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do that, but I, I'm just gonna make the comment just because. Oh man! All right, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, make sure to join us on Saturday. And again, if you guys haven't followed us, make sure to follow us at phnx underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores, double the pessimism from me and blind optimism from Ron. There you go. That's how we do it here. Balance. Keep it, keep it a balance. All right, y'all. That is it for us tonight. I hope you have a great rest of your night. And as always, stay safe. And we will see you on the next one. Take care.